Welcome to On Culture. On this podcast, we talk about culture and faith and the world and our place in it. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support our work and explore all of our content on our website, theembassy.substack.com. Here's Mike. Welcome back to another edition of On Culture. My name is Mike Sherman. On Culture is the podcast of The Embassy. You can find it at theembassy.substack.com, and you can find On Culture uh, anywhere you can subscribe to podcasts. I'm joined today by Susan James, uh, a frequent collaborator. Uh, how are you doing, Susan? Good morning. Good, thank Susan. you. Yeah, Susan's a, a therapist, and uh, uh, importantly for our topic uh, today, she's a woman, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, I didn't want to talk about men and the struggles of men, you know, with another dude, cause that would get sad. <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, maybe not as interesting. Um, so this is, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a piece, uh, which I entitled Ken and Barbie, uh, t- you know, taken from the movie, a Barbie, uh, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, but it's really not about the movie. I mean, I use the movie as an illustration in a sense. It's sort of a prompt, uh, but it's more about men. I've been I've been thinking about writing about men <clears throat> for really a number of years uh, and hadn't. Um, and one of the reasons I think uh, I didn't is because I'm a man, and it's mm. it seems weird and or. Uh, you know, I didn't want to be part of a, an argument or a culture war statement or because everything gets coded into the culture war now. And so I didn't want it to be a men versus women uh, situation. Uh, but I do think it's hard for a guy to say something in defense of men that doesn't get coded into an attack or something mm-hmm. against women or something. Uh, and so... Um, a number I talk about in the piece, a number of things jumped up, which made it a number of pieces uh, from women in particular, uh, left of center women. And we can talk about that, you know, the significance of that perhaps uh, in a bit. And then the Barbie movie sort of, uh, sort of jumped up. So, um, so what do you think, Susan, when I say I didn't write about this because I'm a man, does that seem understandable to you? Um, a little bit, but as a woman, I would kind of like your perspective, but maybe it's because I know you and you're pretty conscious of presenting both sides of the coin. Um, so I know you would probably be thoughtful of what's out there, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure that's always the case with others. So I get that too. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh, Christine Emma, in fact, if I had to recommend one of the links, it would be that one. Uh, it's a Washington mm-hmm. Post piece from, I think, earlier this year. Um, and But she even talks about, as a, as a left-of-center woman, how she got pushed back from her uh, friends for writing a piece essentially supportive of the struggles of men or outlining the struggles of men. Uh, because I just think there is a sort of a natural conflicted us against them stance that almost every mm-hmm. issue automatically takes. Uh, and so that's, that's sort of, I mean, I'm glad for the ability to talk about it in this context, but I do think I'm still conscious of sounding like a man defending men, which is not really mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to talk about 
you know, what are the obvious struggles of men? Maybe why? And what, mm-hmm. what, what do we want from men? What is masculinity in, in our day and age? So anyway, that's sort of my hope. Um, I agree that that piece was, was really well done. And I think it was so well done because she was able to see some, um, I don't want to say arguments on both sides, but mm-hmm. situations on both sides. She just didn't, you know, grab the bone on one side and run with it. So I appreciate right. that. Yeah. 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 And it's a credit to her. I do think, um, and there, I, I link to a number of other pieces that are pretty anti-male. A lot of them came during the 20, I guess, 2018, uh, sort of the Me Too era. There's a number of, you know, one in particular is entitled, Why Can't We Hate Men? Uh, and, uh, I, I think there is a, there is a movement. And in fact, I think we mentioned before we came on that in 2018, the American Psychological Association, uh, issued guidelines for boys and men, which basically highlighted traditional aspects of masculinity, you know, stoicism, competitiveness, aggression as harmful. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so men should be less those things. Uh, without really saying what they should be, it seems like then you get more feminine men or more passive or uh, uh, I don't know what the opposite of competitive is, but more checked out men. Is that your, have you seen that? Yes, actually, um, I've probably seen more of that in my office than the extreme masculine Um, although I've seen that as well, but it seems like their pushback is on the extreme masculine. But like you said, they don't go to define what a healthy masculine looks like. So what we often do is take the extreme opposite. And that's what I see in my office. Oftentimes are those who have no, are kind of wandering with no purpose or direction, not knowing what to do with them lives, just kind of, um, letting life happen to them instead of, them happening to life. And they Mm -hmm. are usually the ones that are, um, feel more comfortable, um, speaking online or perhaps playing the games. They don't feel comfortable. They don't know where they fit in the world, in the real world. And that kind of becomes, um, their life. And, um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's a problem. It's definitely a problem. Yeah, not knowing where you fit in the real world is a mm-hmm. problem that impacts every every part of your life, really. Uh, and really, so and then the out. fantasy world, the fantasy world online becomes the reality, and that's a problem right. because that's a break in reality. Yeah, yeah, um, and then I think um, uh, Peace does point to this, and I, you know, something that has uh, been largely discussed is sort of the one place that uh, young males go to find, uh, you know, I don't know what masculinity is supposed to be. So I'm going to let, you know, Andrew Tate, uh, you know, who mm-hmm. Andrew Tate is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to let Andrew that, Tate tell uh, me, you know, so he was, uh, he was a, like a kickboxer. He was a former Big right. Brother uh, guy, but you know, he's sort of, Toxic masculinity is his brand. He's sort of exactly. like a troll for toxic masculinity. Um, right. You know, I'm, he could I'm be the poster child. That. Yes. Right. <laughs> He's the poster child. Uh, and, but even, um, you know, there are others. Uh, there are others that in the populist right that appeal to, they're clearly appealing to men, men mm-hmm. as being disaffected, men as being 
replaced, men as this, men as that. Uh, but even I think somebody like a Jordan Peterson, who's gotten sort of weird on Twitter, I think lately, or X, whatever we call it now, um, mm-hmm. still his appeal uh, was real to disaffected young men. And uh, I don't know if you've ever read any of his stuff. Have you ever listened to him at all? Yeah. Yes, I have. I've read his um, 12 rules for the life. last two books he wrote. And then okay. I've actually seen him. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of him? Um, I mean, as an author and as a speaker, not necessarily as an online person. but Yeah. Um, I don't follow his Twitter, so I have no idea what yeah. what his statements yes. have been like lately. Um, I think what I've seen in the pieces that you reference, um, they've talked about his, um, 12 rules, um, you know, a good life. I don't remember the name of the book, but pretty much his 12 rules for a good life. Um, and he talks about, um, isn't the lobster, you know, they find their pecking order and the mm-hmm. hierarchical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, um, there's something to be said about that. And in your piece, you talk about that, um, as, I think somebody you work with and you're kind of mm-hmm. pitting uh, people against each other and they kind of right. find their natural somebody place. Somebody we both know. Yeah. In, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for sure. I can just guess. But um, <laughs> but um, I guess I was kind of surprised by your comment. Um, I, you know, I My read Jordan Peterson. About, about hierarchy? About that that's, yeah, about that's a natural thing for men to do. Although yeah. I had yeah, read I Jordan Peterson and he, yeah, I think it's unconscious yeah. for most men. I don't think it's not nothing's talked about ever. But you kind of mm-hmm. you find your place among you find your place men like, and I think men who don't find their place, um, you know, find it difficult in life. But I I do think some of the p- appeal for Peterson is I mean some of it is very straight. Like you know it's like make your bed or clean your room right. and that gets mocked. But basically what he's saying is take care of your own business. Right. And own your own life because I will tell you that these, these young men that I find in my office who are wandering in the wilderness are not doing that. So I get it. You know, he might take it to an extreme and you know, it's like, what? But I get what he's saying. It does offer a structure. Yeah. He's basically, I take responsibility for yourself. Don't assume people, Mm -hmm want to know what you think, like, go go accomplish something in the world, get a degree, get a job, clean your room, make your bed, whatever, whatever. Um, and it's this, you know, take a hold of personal responsibility for your mm-hmm. life. And he, he, you know, I think he found a way to do that in a way that's empathetic. And it's, yes, some, it's interesting that for me, it doesn't really do anything for me. It sort of was a fascination for me that so many but i can understand the appeal for someone who's who needs someone to tell them that in a way right and he's the guy who's sort of i'm i'm sympathetic to your plight and i'm here for you here's some things to do uh but i will also go ahead sorry no go ahead i will also tell you that i think a lot of young men that are struggling with that who he could help are, are not are not reading his stuff mm-hmm. sure. because they assume something about it, you know, Yeah, that it's yeah, pointing to of... the extreme masculine. Yeah. And I think he's become coded in the culture war. Now he's, he's, you know, sure. because of some situations in his life, 
uh, you know, he's, he's participated in that, I suppose. I don't want to use him as a, mm-hmm. as a poster child, but it isn't. Right. I'm using him as an illustration of it's interesting that somebody saying things so simple had such an appeal, uh, but it just points to the lack of any sort of direction. Uh, like a direction. Lots of young men, mm-hmm. right? So he's providing some yes. direction. Um, okay, so that that's sort of one thing, and you can see, you know, that, that men are struggling in relationship to any sort of, it's not just that women are doing better, it's that men are also doing worse, uh, yes. you know, related to how they did in the past, related to flourishing. You know people, I know people who are certainly not flourishing, and, you know, it, it just extends or you can just list almost any, whether it's school discipline for young kids or AP classes or graduation rates or colleges, almost 60, 40 women now mm-hmm. uh, undergrad, you know, the freshman incoming freshman mm-hmm. classes are like 60, 40 women now. So graduation from college, advanced degrees, you know, more graduating doctors have been women for many years now. Um, and yes. so on and so on and so on all down the line. Uh, and then you know, more likely to be in prison, more likely to be victim of crime. Uh, and then the, the, uh, one of the, one of the impetuses for me writing now is the, you know, the last year suicide statistics were released. Right. And, uh, it's, it's normally like two to one men, mm-hmm. uh, or which sometimes surprises people, but now it's like four to one, uh, in 2022. Oh, uh, wow. It's 80, 80% male, you know, almost 80% of the suicides in America were from men. Um, And so they're just, you know, men are just not flourishing in that sort of one post, you know. And then the Mm -hmm. other post is, um, you know, Barbie comes out and really has, I mean, to say it's taken the the public (laughs) by storm is is an understatement. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, it might end up being the, you know, the highest, money-making movie ever i don't know yeah um so you saw barbie i did uh so just tell me what you thought of it (laughs) um i thought it was really well done i did not want to see it when i first came out because i was like i don't want to go see barbie you know what you know like you said it could have been done really poorly yeah (laughs) and that's what i was gonna be good yeah yeah Uh, that's exactly my assumption. It wasn't going to be good. And then I had somebody come in my office who I really respect and say, no, you have to see it. It's really good. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I did. And I was glad I did. Now I must say, disclaimer, I am not, I've never been a Barbie person, you know, Mm -hmm. whether she's a doctor or, Mm -hmm. you know, just doing her hair. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was the one I did have a few Barbies and I was the one that cut her hair and put marker on her face and that type. So I don't know if I'm the best person to talk to about this, but um, I did like the movie. Um, I thought it was very empowering for women. Um, I thought that it did um, give the view of the irrelevant, irrelevance of man men um especially in the first part um but also just kind of um you know it's kind of it was kind of taken it to extreme too so i didn't take it too seriously you know it's like it was you know both excuse me both to the extreme so um but i thought you know it was pretty empowering for women and i think a lot of women do need that um I 
I, mm, it was about women and I get that. It kind of bothered me a little bit how men were treated, but I think it was to mostly speak to the women. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I liked it. There were some things that I was like, eh, but I thought it was well done. Yeah. I mean, that's my, I didn't take it as an anti male movie, mm-hmm. even though there were elements that were definitely anti male. It, it, because the movie is, is sort of a, is sort of cartoonish, mm-hmm. uh, in a way, you know, it's, everything is heightened. Everything right. is over the top. Everything is over the top. Yes. So, I mean, you can't take it super literally. Um, you know, like somebody was criticizing, yeah, the Mattel board in the movie was 12 guys in suits and the real board is seven men and five women. <laughs> Which, But they were kind of making a point there. You know, they had to be extreme. <laughs> they're, that's right. They're, right. They're, go, they're being extreme to make a point. Mm-hmm. Um, it, which, so I don't take it necessarily. I didn't it's, take offense. But okay. I do think the point they're making, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the Kens are irrelevant to the extreme, you know, as as my son's so you know, he's he's at beach. He's, his job is beach. Right. So he doesn't he doesn't, doesn't even have a job. Whatever that is, he doesn't even have a job really. Like, uh, but then also in the real world, um, you know, uh, Gloria this is the character's name. America mm-hmm. Ferrera is the, you know, her husband is is you know sort of uh, hilariously but performatively irrelevant. I mean, he's just. It, you know, he wasn't left out of the movie because he obviously is not key to the movie. He could have been just left right. out uh, or she could have been single or whatever, but he was there, but completely kind of clueless and irrelevant, uh, mm-hmm. which again, everything's sort of over the top it, and everything's, you know, uh, heightened to make a point. But the point is still there that, you know, right. it seems like the point is women don't really need men. You know, there's the, the right. old feminist uh saying from the you know one of the early i think it might have been gloria steinem in the 70s mm-hmm. or 60s even you know a, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle i think is was the saying uh mm-hmm. which you know there's a degree Extreme. in which obviously yeah women want should be independent they don't need to be defined mm-hmm. via a man they don't need to be uh but this sense that we don't need each other, that men and women don't need each other, is, I think, w- one of the things of the movie that's pretty clearly depicted right. in the movie that I don't think is healthy or true. No, and I actually, to be honest with you, it made me sad to see that that, and I could see that that's kind of where our culture is or going to if something yeah. doesn't change, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just made me sad because it's like, we're missing it. Yeah. And I think that's partly, I mean, I do think that's partly owes itself to, um, the, our difficulty we have in defining masculinity positively. Mm-hmm. So, you know, women don't want to be associated with a toxic male, but what kind of male isn't toxic. And in Barbie, there's Alan, who's uh, mm-hmm. sort of a funny dude. Yes, I forgot about Alan. Yeah, and so he doesn't fit in with the Kens, but I'm not sure. No. Did you find Alan an appealing figure? Well, no. <laughs> yeah. 
That, me neither. I mean, I mean, I think as a guy, as a buddy, guys, maybe I don't know, but yeah. not as a right. He, you know, he would be like the guy who's a good friend to the girls, right? Right, but absolutely. For, you right, know? but for a guy, he looks at Alan. It's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. that's not the picture. Um, and so that's a, it's an interesting. Like those were the men in the in the you know in the in the movie. Um, and so again, I think I like the movie. I think it's definitely, it says, I mean, that speech is, like I said, I think I put a picture of a, there's a poster in the, in the article with the, you know, the famous uh, speech from Gloria that awakens the sleepwalking, you know, Barbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you can buy it on t-shirts and you can buy it on throw pillows and you can, you know, it set, definitely says something. It names something for a lot of women, apparently. Um, right. which, which I can understand. And what I say is I don't think there's that speech from, from men um, and, and that men don't think of themselves even as a group, like, you know, associated with each other. Yes. And that was also something that struck me about your article because I'm not a man. I'm like, oh yeah, I see. You know, I, it's like, I know it, mm-hmm. but I have never named it or I haven't said it out loud that that's a thing that there isn't community among men Mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, there is around a football game or whatever, but as far as relationship, true relationship. Yeah. If there's some sort of, uh, you know, band of brothers, some sort of, we're fighting together, you know, we're on Mm -hmm. a team together, we're doing something together, then you're my guys. Uh, then that's different, of course. But in general, right. you know, that there's a brotherhood of men doesn't exist. And a part of it has to do with this, you know, competitiveness being sort of inherent to some degree in masculinity where they're competitive with mm-hmm. each other. There's this hierarchy thing. Um, and so finding your way to, you know, work that out, you know, positively with other men uh, is, I think, key to some sort of feeling like you fit in uh, in the world, I think. Um, right. so let's talk, I mean, I, so, you know, the, one of the problems I think with all of these discussions is that we don't have, we, you know, we, so we separate masculinity and femininity and put them miles apart when they're mm-hmm. probably overlapping circles. And then we just don't have a positive, uh, mm-hmm. you know, description of masculinity, you know, that, you know, toxic masculinity is bad. So don't be too masculine is kind of the the message. Um, although that's not super helpful. Uh, I don't even think it's good advice. It's not, it's not only unhelpful, but then we have all of these, um, you know, I don't know if you saw season one of true detective. Um, you know, there's not, yeah. I mean, if you want to understand men and these are not the healthiest dudes, but I think that's one of the reasons it works so well. Um, you know, that's a, it's a very well done depiction. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's about, a, you know, it's a couple of detectives working out some gruesome murders, but, um, but there's that there's taken, there's John wick, there's uh, right. the equalizer, uh, and so all on. the same so message. <laughs> it's, it's basically this, you know, it's Clint Eastwood in the old West and, um, the lonely, uh, male who you know basically writes the wrongs and then leaves alone is sort Mm -hmm. of uh you know something there um and i do think there's a sense that 
you know, men doing what's necessary to keep the people safe, to be a protector, to right to the wrongs, uh, is that does appeal to men. I mean, it's one of the reasons there's been, you know, whatever, 57 movies made uh, in that in that genre. Uh, what do mm. you think of that uh, picture? Um as far as one of a positive masculinity as being as a protector. I don't know. Whatever you think. Of I, it. Think, I mean, what, what do you think yeah, of it? Yes. I think I, I see that as a positive, positive masculine trait myself. Um, I'm not going to not want it in my life. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, I, yeah, I think that, Oh, we watch a lot of old stuff on TV and, um, you know, the, even the Matt Dillon, who wasn't the mm-hmm. rebel, you know, mm-hmm. but his job was pr- to protect, too. That mm-hmm. something about that is very appealing, I think, as a female. I can't mm-hmm. speak for all females, obviously. But, you know, was he aggressive or to the nth degree, you know, extreme? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. because I feel like that would kind of turn me off as well, you know. Yeah. Hate, hate, hate. But but I get everything that's out there, you know, the um, knight in shining ar- armor that does appeal to women, mm-hmm. um, I think, at least. Do you think from it, my standpoint. some women react against it, at least, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't need protection, you know, whatever, right? Absolutely. But I don't know if you want me to go there or not. I think it, it I think it's more women who are not totally secure in who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you, or maybe, maybe they're just going to the extreme. They were at a position where they felt like they were submissive or mm-hmm. they didn't have a voice in their world. And all of a sudden they um, are motivated. They skyrocket, they go to therapy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now they have taken ownership of their own life. And I find that often when that happens, they go to the extreme and they have to fight against what has held they feel has held them down in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But then after a while, I think they come back to center, you know, and they're able to have those conversations and they more see the extreme as a whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not offended by it anymore. They're just like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. So those who've had negative experiences with negative masculinity might over respond and though anything that smacks of any masculinity is bad. Um, yeah, that's my take. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, I don't, I don't really know, but I do, I think I've, I've sort of, um, I've, I've read that sort of, uh, response that, you know, anything traditionally masculine, I don't need. It's that, it's that study that we, you know, they mentioned Mm -hmm. that, um, and so I do think I want to, I do give some thought cause it's a hard question to answer. What is positive masculinity? Right. Uh, and I do try to give some sort of thoughts on that. Were you going to say something? Just to that. I mean, to be honest with you, I was trying to think of it in my own mind. What before the end of your article or the end of Christine's article, what positive masculinity looks like. And I can't remember which one where I read it, but I could buy into the um, provide, protect and procreate. You know, that seems to speak to the wiring of men, the God given wiring of Mm -hmm. men. 
but taken to the extreme, I can see where it could be toxic, but I I do like that definition. I absolutely do. Yeah. I think that's in, uh, Christine Emba's piece. I don't know if it's her formulation or if it's somebody else's, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I do think this protection and provision, uh, is, you know, part of, you know, what people understand. And I, again, everything can get coded into you saying women need to be protected or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, or a provider. Um, and, you know, there's a sense in which women, you know, you want to be in a world in which a woman can live independently and not need a man as at least an option in life. But, you know, the idea that no, you know, that men and women don't need each other, I think is false, not just from the sociological data, uh, but, you know, when you think about, you know, one of the, one of the famous uh, or infamous biblical passages about men and women is Ephesians 5. Yes. Uh, and just thinking about what it says to men is basically lay down your life. You know, right. you know men lay down your life, husbands lay down your life for your wife. Right. Which... Uh, and that, that, I'm sorry, but to that point, that doesn't mean that I'm totally unable to protect myself in some cases, but even if I am able and independent in my vocation or what have you, mm-hmm. boy, it's really nice to know I have my husband that has my back yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, we work together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, you know, what, so what does that mean for men? I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's John, uh, you know, true, you know, greater love has no man than this. He lays down his mm-hmm. life for his friends, which of course is what Jesus did which is part mm-hmm. of the point of Ephesians 5 is, you know, the model of Jesus is to is, is right. sacrificial. So I do think yeah, some Jesus. sort of sacrificial element is for healthy masculinity is I'm not protecting you for me or for my benefit. I, I may not benefit at all, or I may not, you know, I don't need credit. There's some sort of a, a non-performative protection and provision that is sacrificial that is at least the ideal and it goes beyond physical protection i think it it, you know i'm going Mm -hmm. to set aside some of my desires wants whatever you know denying myself is is, is, and all of this is essential part of any person a loving person b regardless of the sex uh but i think it's especially you know given to men to you know to live in such a way that laying down your life, not just being physically willing to die for, but also putting to Mm -hmm. death other competing agendas for the sake of other people, uh, is a positive purpose. And, uh, I think it's difficult to get that message in, in, Mm -hmm. in our world. I don't think our world has that message at all. I'm not sure it has it for anybody, but it certainly doesn't have it for men. Right. And speaking to that, you know, Ephesians uh, 5, you know, I agree with everything that you said, but it also states at the very end that women are to respect their husbands. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's always a lot of respect for men, at whether they deserve it or not in the world. And somehow it feels like when women respect men there's more of a give and take there's more of a wanting to be a positive masculine there's a um i don't know there's something about that combination love and respect it's like women are designed 
to need that men are designed to need respect. I don't know, but something about that that's mysterious, but it feels true. Yeah, I think that's right. I do think men and women are different. And I do think motivations for men writ large, I mean, not individual people are individual, but uh, I do think men respond to respect uh, positively, generally, uh, Mm -hmm. healthy respect. And I think men respond to disrespect negatively, either aggressively or they withdraw. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's uh, the, the, you know, if, 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 you know, one of the points I wanted to make in the piece, and I do think uh, Samuel James is, is somebody I've got a Substack uh, like I do. And he, you know, it's called digital liturgies, I think, you know, basically his, you know, he talks about men and women in a gender war in which, um, you know, especially younger men and younger women, younger men increasingly are more conservative, younger women are increasingly more liberal, they're on the opposite sides of, and mm-hmm. they sort of, um, you know, to be, uh, to be pro male is this, to be and you know, to be pro female is that, right. and it it pits, it, it, you know, his point is it seems like it's pitting us against each other, in the mm-hmm. opposite of the love and respect regime that absolutely you know, right. It seems like a, it seems like a you know, bad thing for a woman to respect a man when you say that uh, culturally, but, oh, well, you know, but, but yet it's not working this way, is it? <laughs> no, it's just not working. With and no it, love and no respect, yeah. it's not working. <laughs> yeah, it's not working. And I think so that is our, you know, part of uh, if, as believers or part of our transformation is to, you know, as men to be more sacrificially laying down our life for others, including our wives and children. Um, and, uh, I, I think the, it's not working is one of the actually true messages of Barbie because in mm-hmm. the, you know, it's, it's, it seems to not be depicted as working, uh, in the movie, you know, that yes. Gloria's speech basically is saying this isn't working. Obviously Ken's not happy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's not There's working that. for anybody. Yeah. It's not working for anybody. Right. Uh, and I do think that is one of the things that Barbie is saying. Uh, and, you know, there's no solution provided, isn't it? It's not that kind of movie. I'm not sure she has one or, or wants to offer one to the world. But um, but I do think that's true, that what we're doing doesn't seem like it's working. And it is interesting that now it's part of a discussion because, you know, women, women left of center, women, typ- uh, you know, typically left of center women are taking up this topic and talking about it and saying, hey, this is a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see if any, if there's any positive movement, uh, culturally, I'm sort of skeptical, uh, because I think everything's coded oppositionally. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Um, but in the meantime, us as individuals, you know, what is it, what is it, you know, what does it look like for me to have healthy, positive relationships with, with women? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do I encourage that in, other men, particularly young men, uh, and healthy re- relationships with other men, uh, for that matter. And, you know, with themselves really, because don't sure. you think at the core, if I don't have a healthy relationship with a healthy self view of myself as an, you know, image bearer, somebody God loves, mm-hmm. somebody put here, somebody with a purpose, everything just gets messed up. Right. 
That's absolutely true. But it also comes down to relationship. Who have you had relationship with in the past, a parent or what have you? And, you know, you talked about that as far as the absentee father or what have you, you know, that's part of the problem. I won't get all into that, but I do think that that's necessary to, excuse me, at least someone of the, you know, older man speaking into the life of the younger man and helping him figure out where he does belong in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And have a healthy sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, oddly the Jordan Petersons of the world seem to be uh, filling that role culturally because one of the things that points to is that these obviously young men don't, didn't have anyone else to say, clean your room Mm -hmm. and make your bed. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Right. Not the clean rooms are the point, but whatever's behind that uh, is the point. So, um, well, another, another, um, topic for another day would be, or the moms are making the bed for them. Uh, 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 yeah, that is another topic for another day. I can yes, see if it is, we, but we start going down that road, that out. we might go 20 minutes <laughs> down that road as well, um, which we, which we're past our, past our normal time. So, uh, well, thanks so much, Susan. This has been, uh, Thank I, think, you, Mike. I think it's been a good conversation. Um, yes. and I think we've solved, uh, We've solved the problem of uh, men and women in relationships. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, until next time, grace and peace. You've been listening to On Culture, a podcast of the Embassy newsletter. Have a question? Send it to theembassy at substack.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.